Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. Today, I am so excited to have Tracy Mahan on and we've had her on before, but we're going to see what she's up to now. And for those that, of you that have not met Tracy, you're going to absolutely love her. Um, but first, a couple of announcements. First, if you have not gone on to my website, mysticmanta.com, and taken advantage of my free 20-minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, you need to do that. So it's completely free, 20-minute meditative journey. Also, I have my galactic retreat experience coming up September 14th to the 17th here on the Big Island. And we are going to be doing a lot of different practices including Night Sky Watch, to really hone in on your connection with your galactic family. And then if you are visiting the Big Island any other time, definitely come see me on one of my Big Island UFO tours. Okay, I'm going to bring Tracy on. Oh, here we go. Add. Hello, Tracy. <laughs> okay, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we'll just jump right in because I cannot yeah. wait to see what you've been up to. So Tracy Mahan is an international channel, psychic medium, highly tuned empath, clairvoyant, hypnotherapist, QHHT level three practitioner, family coach, NLP practitioner, and Reiki master. It's like, what do you not do? <laughs> for, the, for the past three decades, she has dedicated herself to her personal path of spiritual and psychic development. Tracy comes from a highly sensitive and, and intuitive family and has fortified her natural gifts with training and practice, enabling her to connect with guides, angels, ascended masters, and spiritual counsel. In addition to being a clear channel of messages from these realms, her expertise also includes offering clients perspective through looking at past lives to identify important connections with the present incarnation. Welcome, Tracy. <laughs> oh, that's a mouthful. Sorry to do that to you. No, it's a mouthful. However, I mean, it's just showing all your brilliance. And mm -hmm. so- Or my age, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you know, I think you and I are contemporaries. <laughs> so, you know, it, we're wise, right? Wise, yes. Wise through life school experiences and other experiences. Yes. So yeah. I would love for you just to share with the audience just real quick um, a little bit about your background in terms of how you got into being a psychic medium, hypnotherapy, like all the things that you do, because there is a lot. And so like, did you grow up with that or is this something that came later in life? Yeah, um, I grew up Catholic, so all of this was off, you know, no, no, <laughs> don't do this. Um, so when it actually started becoming part of my life, that was a hurdle to overcome to, you know, it's like, we're not supposed to be doing this. But um, I mean, there's so many parts to the story. I'm going to try to make it as quick as possible. But a year before I was born, my mom's dad passed away in a car accident. Um, that's going to be one of one piece to the story. Then when I was 15, when I was 15, my brother's best friend passed away in a car accident. So these are two very important people because they're the ones that taught me mediumship. So, and I'm getting chills just saying that. I <laughs> yeah. So without me realizing what was going on, um, my mom's always been very open-minded, even, even though every Sunday we were sitting there in, in CCD classes and learning all about the, the religious stuff and all the Catholic <laughs> prayers, all the things you had to learn, right? You know, do the Hail Marys, the Our Fathers, the, you know, there was just this laundry list of prayers to learn and um going through those classes i think i was like anyone else that's sitting in a seat like mine where all of this finally came through is none of it made sense mm. you know and i think the one that really threw me was the adam and eve story because i was like how does that work if they're the only ones on the planet and none of the teachers ever wanted to answer that question 
<laughs> so it's like, huh? Anyways. Um, so, I mean, if I were to look at the version of myself back when I was probably in like high school and what I believed back then and all the things I've been told who I am today at night and day, it's like, who is our creator? Who, who, what image are we created like? And then the more and more I learn and expand and know, the more sense it makes. And so anyways, yeah, that journey, um, I started getting communications with, with both those loved ones that were on the other side. Um, but not until I was probably, I probably really didn't understand what was going on until I was like 19, 20 years old when, a um, I really started to understand that they were communicating with me. Was it just me thinking about them? Um, so, so that journey began and I worked at a retail store that had a gal that worked there that did dream analogy. And that really kickstarted me. That got me into past lives because I ended up having a series of dreams that told me about a past life that I had. And I was going through something that was just kind of really, you know, when you got that thing that spins the wheels and you just can't quit thinking about it. And it's just obsessive thinking. I had that going on. This series of dreams came through and I shared it with that friend. And she's like, that sounds like a past life, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, vroom! and all of a sudden it never bothered me again. Mm. I, like, I need to know how to do this. So that started, that was really the moment, the pivotal moment that really got me on hypnosis and other things. I was already dabbling with readings and, and that kind of stuff, like that intrigued me. But then I went to, um, I went to a psychic fair and it was a real stretch for me, but it was like when John Edwards had his TV show that he was doing. Okay. And I would watch that. And then James Von Prague had one and there was a commercial break. And I had just had, I had just had my second child and I was at home on maternity leave. So I was watching his show and folding clothes and they were like, in Salem, there's going to be a psychic fair. And I thought of all places for that to happen, a town called Salem, let's go. But anyways, I loaded up two small kids and went, which was so absolutely against you know, anything that I would do. I was like, I just feel like I have to go to that. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, I met this guy and his wife and they did a past life reading for me and um, just all the information that I could absorb from that. I just took it all in. And he is my friend to this day, that guy that I went to go see. So it was very, very uh, pivotal again, um, very synchronistic, you know, that destiny moment. Yeah. And he was, he was a very big part of me opening up to the psychic and, and doing the psychic mediumship work. And so he told me about a group that was going to, that meets on Wednesday nights. And I started going to that and my mom actually started going to it with me. And so we got to do a lot of that journey together where I was learning how to open all this up. And that's where we met Peggy Keating, who's, who's not with us in the physical anymore, but always tapping on her shoulder from the other side. And um, she was one of my greatest teachers. She stuck with me and yeah, you can, yeah, you can. She did astrology and she said, it's in your chart, but you can do this. And so she was just really a good um, support and advocator that I can do this stuff. And then of course, synchronistically, then I came across a person that got me into hypnosis. And then I came across a person that got me into QHHT to be more specific with hypnosis. And now I'm good friends with Julia Cannon. We do the metaphysical hour together. Um, I help her with teaching the level three practitioners. I get to do a lot of things that I just absolutely pinch myself every day. And in the QHHT courses that I took, when I went to my level two training, that's when I started channeling Octurian Daniel. So introduces Octurian Daniel in 2018 when I was in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Um, all that opened up for me. And when I came home from that trip, the Ascension sessions kind of started birthing themselves through just things that were happening spontaneously. And so it's like, all right, well, that needs to be a thing. So so I created the, the session with that. And well, so um, yeah. Just for people who don't know, Julia Cannon is Dolores Cannon's daughter. 
Yeah. So to be watching Dolores Cannon is the creator of the QHHT method, right? Yes. And has written numerous books with different sessions, thousands of sessions with clients and amazing work. And here's the part I love about being connected to QHHT is the more I know about Julianne, the more that I learn about Dolores, because Dolores is deceased now. Um, oh my God, but she's so active on the other side. It's not even funny. But the more I learn about them, the more I love this work. The Hearing about how much Dolores would dive in and, and research and all those books that she wrote, she researched them and researched them and um, just so powerful, you know, and it's like, uh, just good people. And yeah. so I just really like being connected to such good people and, you know, their hearts are in the right place. They want to help people. They want, they want to help us all to evolve and move out of some old constructs and yay. I'm all about that. <laughs> For Okay. So then, so some people might know what QHHT is, but I, before we hop more into that, I would love for you to share a little bit more about your Ascension sessions, because that's something that I got to experience with you. Is that something that you're able to do virtually? Yes. Um, the Ascension sessions I do virtually, that's the only way I do them, because then I can record videos like this, because sometimes there's a lot of hand movement and stuff. And if you're only getting an audio copy, you're not getting the whole uh, experience because there's transmissions to the hands and eye contact and stuff, too. So I only do Ascension sessions. Let's be clear. Ascension sessions with channeling Octarian Daniel, I do on video. Um, and they're a two-hour session where we talk for about 30 minutes. And then I channel in and we go on a journey. And there's healing work. There's calibrations. There's visiting other planetary systems. You know, it's just really, like you say, out of this world stuff. Yeah. And a lot of fun, a lot of healing, a lot of um, sometimes if we got traumas and dramas going on in our life, then it could be the whole time could be spent on that just to get that cleared up. But once it's cleared up, then the rest of the world opens up to you. So, you know, it's very transformational work or it can be if, if the person and I don't think people would find me if they're not ready for it. So I always assume if you found me, you're ready for this transformation. So, well, yeah. and. I mean, so just for for people listening or watching, um, for me, when we did that session, I I had already met my Arcturian Aluru, and I knew that I was kind of meant to channel that. However, you and Arcturian Daniel really helped open that up more so for me. Yeah. And I, yes. Well, and um, in that session, what's super interesting, because something came up about ancient Egypt, and you're like, Okay, what what's going? What about ancient Egypt? And at the time, I wasn't sure what the you know I was seeing things, but I wasn't sure what the experience was. Well, now since then, mm. okay, there there's a lady here on the Big Island that did a level one QHHT, and she needed her you know people to her practice sessions. Her practice sessions. So I volunteered, <laughs> and okay. one of and one of the lives that we went to was related specifically to ancient Egypt. And I wasn't Egyptian. I was Syrian. I was a Syrian. Oh. And I was one of the genetic engineers. And so it was fascinating. And that's going to be, I'm going to write about that in my upcoming book. But um, so really you and, and Daniel helped open up that like a question of like, okay, what is what is this Egyptian thing? Because I didn't feel like I was Egyptian and I wasn't. <laughs> so That's so awesome. And, you know, what's funny is the last um, I did a little one hour journey with Daniel um, last Saturday, and it was the Syrian council that came in to bring in information and and. Just for the audience, I do. I try to do this about once a month where I take a one-hour journey with Daniel, and you can sign up to do that. It's the Daniel surprises. Those are by donation. You know, it's like whatever you can afford or whatever you're called to do. You know, um, that's a donation thing so that it fits every budget, right? And there is nobody left out of that. And I'm up to seven of those now. If you're curious, go to my website and go to the online store, and you'll find the 
the uh, Octarian Daniel surprises and you could, you can go just throw a couple bucks in if you want and get a journey. So, um, but yeah, the Syrians came through and took us beyond, 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 right? Like we go out in space, we go out to the multiverse, we go to then what darkness and, and space and void and creation. What's beyond that? And it was interesting. Okay, very interesting. Well, and what, the other thing that you helped open me up to was the other groups that I'm actually related to as well. And that just that one session was like hugely transformational for me. So I just want to share that with you and the audience. Yeah. So that's what, brilliant to say that too, because, you know, yeah, I work with Octarians, but we're part of all of it. Yeah. Well, and so you, you now do channel other groups and now actually are you, and, that and up? you and Daniel told me that I would be that I, that would be kind of my gateway and my, the gatekeeper. Yeah. But now over the last um, few months, I have been bringing in other groups that I know that I am connected with. And what's super interesting is that what made it easier for me to actually trust that channel is that it's just me. And like, I know that yeah. I am a lure. I know I am these other things. And so then it makes it more comfortable. Isn't that just like a mind blowing thing? It's like, so here you go, guys. We are just one aspect of our souls and our souls are incarnated in many, many different lives. Like they say, there is no time. So we're experiencing multiple things at the same time. A lot to wrap our minds around, but yes, Octarian Daniel is an aspect of me incarnated in Octurus, and yeah. same for you. And then, of course, these other channels that come through are other versions of us. And I always wondered that when people were saying, you have guides and angels around you. And I was like, well, tell me about the guides. And and they would always be these really interesting um, characters. And I think for the most part, we, we get given what we can handle. So at the time, that time, um, I the guides were always human form from some some past life in this this reality. But I always wondered, are those my other past lives and, and versions of myself that are just offering guidance? And I believe they are. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and, and my experience with my clients doing regression work as well is, yeah, it's just different lives, different. We're giving ourselves our own wisdom. <laughs> yeah. um, because we have it, you we know, do. we've we been extraordinary places and we've gotten to be extraordinary beings with amazing abilities and gifts. And, you know, and then we're like, okay, let's, let's pick something challenging now. Right now. Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so. You, so do you find with your clients, sometimes it's easier for them to feel like it's separate from them with their angels and guides and even the ETs? Or do you have clients that are really like embracing this? Um, I guess I've never, I mean, maybe there's been some that I've asked that question to, but um, I would say once they get to an Ascension session that they, they're they either really close to that understanding or they have that understanding and either they're given that information or if they do more than one session, then if they're not ready in that first one, they'll get it in the second one. Because I do, I do know that Daniel will let them know these are aspects of you. Yeah. And he even we even did a workshop on it, braiding the threads of the universe, and they were just showing all these cords that were connected. We're all connected, and it was just like so overwhelming to see. And I was like, oh, "Wow, there is a lot of connection to all these different aspects and versions and timelines." Oh my gosh, you get into all of it. You got each aspect of us has multiple timelines and and all these different dimensional versions of ourselves, and then we have the different different versions of us incarnated in all these different embodiments that are also having multiple timelines is very convoluted. Dolores oh, was not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Convoluted. It is. yeah, one thing that um, is always coming up that all timelines exist simultaneously. And because of that, we actually get to choose what timeline we want to be on. Yeah. And people are always asking, how do you do that? So 
How do you do that, Lisa? Well, so what the um, what comes through me is basically holding the focus yeah. and the energy of what it is that you want to have in your life, how you want your life to be, and don't pay attention to anything that doesn't fit that narrative, essentially. Because so it's kind of like being in a bubble, <laughs> tunnel vision, in a sense, but also trusting that it just already is that way. Yeah. And doing that will shift you. And how how about you? You tell oh, me. Oh, yeah. Focused attention was totally the answer. High five. All right. <laughs> So yeah, we totally focus focus that attention on that desired outcome or that desired timeline. And um, you know, we need to become that energetic match to that timeline. So if there's anything that's in the way of that vibrationally, then we're going to experience those bumps in the road getting there. You know, it's gonna show up and you might think, this doesn't work. Well, it is. It's working because that's why that came up so that yeah. you could look at it heal it so that it's clearing that pathway to that timeline that you're focused on. Beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got the power. Yes. Well, and the other thing that keeps coming up is the idea of really trying to stay in a state of joy and passion mm -hmm. coming from a place of love and non-judgment. You know, we haven't talked in a long time. So this is kind of like you guys are watching two girlfriends catch up. <laughs> Tell me, I have found, okay, so let's go back a little bit to QHHT and don't let me forget what we're talking about here is, is this, what is the next assignment? Just ask me that if I go, what were we, what were we saying? Right. So Dolores Cannon, QHHT, Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique. If you don't know it, go look it up. It's going it, to, it'll change your life. Um, but with with all of this information. Okay. So she talks about the three waves of volunteers, right? Yeah. I had this whole run of people come in for Ascension sessions that were in the older um, age group. Right. And it's like every one of them going, I feel like there's just nothing going on. Like I have no purpose. What's mm -hmm. going on? Get in there to Daniel. And Daniel's like, good. You completed what you came here to do for phase one. Now you're in phase two. You have to go find your joy and your bliss and go create your reality because you're showing everyone else how to do it. And one after the other, after the other, and they are all first waivers. Now the second wave's coming in. Mm -hmm. The the next age group down. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's now the second wave is completing. So if you guys are wondering, how's this ascension process going? You guys, as our example, it's going pretty well. If wave one and wave two are now being assigned to go find joy and bliss and create your dream worlds and go figure out how to love yourself and do that, then now we've got wave three coming here shortly after, right? And it's just more evidence that we're just evolving to that because now we're creating in that 5D, that perfect outcome. And how many of you guys have been experiencing some pretty rapid manifestations, right? Right, because that is a 5D thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So have you noticed anything like that coming in that people are kind of getting reassigned? Like, yeah, you're done with that um, service to humanity. Not that they're not of service, but mm -hmm. it's almost like they just don't feel that pull to um, do it the same way. And it's like, that's because now you're you're going to live by example. Yes. So. And that's how you're helping humanity now. Yes. So. And so for the work that you're doing and that, that I'm doing and others like us that are helping to usher that in, which, where do we fit in that? The work that we're doing? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. Where do you live? I, in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Yeah. And do you love that? I absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Somebody's living her joy and bliss. <laughs> doing she loves to do right? right same here i'm getting to do a lot of different travels yeah. i've i've now started teaching the channeling and light language um absolutely finding so much joy in meeting people in person and getting to do that now that all the covid things have been lifted and we can do that again 
Um, I get to go to Ibiza, Spain in October. I get to um, been invited to Ireland. Uh, you know, these are things that and do the thing I love to do. And so it's like, yes, please, more of that. Yeah. So we're living our the thing that makes us joyful and happy and blissful, right? Creating yes. from those places. So, um, yeah, I definitely have, uh, you know, situations like I live in Oregon. And there's sometimes where I wish I didn't live in Oregon. And it's usually when it's raining for three weeks straight. But there's definitely a reason for me to be here. My entire family's here. My parents are here. Um, my children are here. And so I asked for a happy balance with this because I really need, I like the sunshine. And so I've been getting to travel more and it's like, that's a good compromise. I'll take that. Yes. And so, um, so yeah, I feel like there was, when you're feeling like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. There's always something there. How do you want to feel? Well, I want to feel in my joy and bliss. Well, what gets you there? I like to teach. I like to travel. I like to do these things. Okay. Well then let's do that. Yeah. So yeah. And you're holding classes and groups over there. I am. You're doing, you're doing online groups as well. Right. And then in person. Yeah, I am. And I mean, one thing, like if you had asked me five years ago, would I be teaching about ETs and UFO <laughs> stuff? I mean, no. I'd be like, uh, no, because I've been trying to be normal my whole, like trying to fit in. Because, <laughs> you know, back in the 80s, when I first had my real first being on a craft experience, the 80s, everyone thought you were a crazy tinfoil hat person, yeah. right? Yep. And you, so need to, you need to take a little vacation in a facility. Yeah. So 35 years later, and now I'm wow. getting to do it without any kind of um, judgment on myself. And I don't give, I don't care what other people think about me because they're either attracted to this or they're not. And both are fine. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's a nice place to be. And, and sometimes I wonder, is it just my age that I'm at that place where, you know, whatever, you you go your way, I'll go my way, no big deal. Or is it, you know, the, I don't know, maybe we evolved to this. I, I'm hoping my children don't have to take till they're 50 to not yeah. care what the outside world, you don't need this approval. Right. Um, you know. I think it's probably for me a combination. Um, number one, because well, in my human design, I don't know how much you know about human design, but I'm a sixty-two, and mm -hmm. so I've actually hit my role model phase where I am supposed to be out, you know, being the wise one, <laughs> sharing. Um, but also, I had to work through a lot of um, the codependent, people-pleasing kind of stuff that right. I grew up with and had in my relationships with my first couple of husbands and just really caring what other people thought about me because that's where my worth was tied up. And so healing that aspect really helped release like, you know, okay, now I can trust that the people that are meant to be in my life are going to be in my life. And yeah. I'm not everyone's cup of tea and that is okay. <laughs> right. And we're not even attracting those people anymore because we don't care. <laughs> That's a whole law of attraction thing, by the way, you guys, if, it, if you're attached to it, like I had to do the same thing. I had to get out of my needing other people's approval, mm -hmm. that desire for other people's approval, you know? And then when I got out of that, then I wasn't attracting anyone that was giving me their opinion about my life anymore. Yeah. You know? Or the, you know, family members that I felt like I was getting that feedback from, stop doing that. They don't have to mirror it to me anymore. I'm like, I get it now. Now oh, my energy is activating that in them. Not that they're this way. They're just playing their role to help me see myself. Right. That's actually, I want, I want everyone to really take that in because how, how beautiful is that realization? It's huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. So huge. So, yeah. well, so, okay. So what is the next assignment? <laughs> you wanted me to remind you what, what is the next assignment? Finding your joy and bliss. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's 
that is actually yeah, one thing that comes through again all the time for my students, my clients. It's like, you know, what are you doing to create even just daily little bits of joy? And are you following well, a passion? Glad you said it that way. What are you doing? Because take some ownership for it. Nobody yeah. else is doing this for you. There's not going to be a magic flash and all of a sudden we're all in Happyville. This is a personal journey for each and every one of us to move into this 5D existence. And, you know, it's it's interesting because you can even be like, I, I'm trying to think of how to say this because, you know, not all of our family members are going to be 5D, right? But right. we love them. And yes, you can be in that energy with them. And what did I say just a minute ago? My energy is no longer activating in them that mirroring back to me. So, you know, the subjects don't come up. I'm not I'm not here to convert anybody, to change anybody's mind. That's not my job. I'm on my journey. But, you know, they're all enjoying my journey, seeing that I get to travel and do these things and all that. But, um, you know, they're on their journey and I'm just going to enjoy that. And when we get in that place, then it's, it's not in confrontation with each other anymore. You know, I'm not trying to change them. They're not trying to change me because that was a mirror to me that I'm trying to change something about, you know, Oh, you guys got to try this. You got to come over You got to listen to this. I don't even do that anymore. I don't recommend books to anybody. I just, it's their journey. It's <laughs> it if they're supposed to find it. And if they, unsolicited advice. That's the way to put it. I don't give unsolicited advice. If someone came and asked me, oh, by all means here, this is, this is the journey I've been on and this is the stuff I have or how I feel, but that could change tomorrow, by the way, just so you know, you know, cause every day we're learning more and more. So don't you feel that way? Like I what do. You, what you believe last week may not quite fit what you believe this week. Yeah. Well, I am I, my entire life, I have been on a learning journey. Like I never feel like, oh, I've learned enough. I can just stop because <laughs> again, we're human. And the more, it, what's interesting, the more that we learn, the more we understand that we do not know. And mm -hmm. it's people who think that they know everything who really are stunted in their evolution, but that's okay. That's yeah. fine for them. Yeah, and when we understand that that might be exactly what they came to experience. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I need to let them have that experience. Yes. And yeah. And so I know one of the things, you know, with COVID, with political climate, with religious climate, I mean, there's just, there's so many things that are polarizing earth in the 3D world right now. And so for me, I'm trying to stay out of that as much as possible so that I can be in that higher perspective reality and the non-judgmental letting people do what they need to do for themselves and understand life the way they need to understand it. How, how are you maintaining your energy with that being that, like I, I feel protected on this island. It's kind of crazy because I just went back to Washington for a couple weeks and being back on the mainland was the energy is just so different. So many people. And um, anyway, so I'm just curious how you are able to handle that. <laughs> so many people. Um, yeah, that's very true. Um, so uh, same, you know, I don't watch the news. I'll watch TV. Um, I like to tune in every once in a while and watch things. Uh, I, I do this work and I interact with p other people that are doing the QHHT practitioner, whatever, you know, a lot of my friend circle is now, you know, doing this kind of work. And so, um, and then I use Julia Cannon's phrase, it's not my reality. <laughs> so at first I was just like, head in the sand. What's going on, Julia? And then I'm like, oh, I see what, yes, you're right. It's not my reality. Yeah. And I literally got that demonstrated to me when, um, you know, somebody that was in another country that I had had sessions with and stuff, they were watching the news and it was, I think it was during COVID when the riots were taking place and all the things. And I have a lot of opinions about that stuff too. And 
they were all experiences that we had, but she's messaging me going, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. And I'm thinking, why shouldn't I be okay? Because <laughs> I'm not watching the news. I have no idea what's going on. And um, she goes, okay, because it looks like it looks like uh, your area is in a war zone. Like the United States is just erupting in war zones and riots, and especially downtown Portland and all these things. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think there was a small part of Portland that did have that happen, but you know, it's like it's literally not my reality. And yeah. you know, you kind of find that with I had um, I had a client that I was working with. And um, there was a lot of resistance with the information that was coming in from Daniel for that client, but they were really steeped in the fear and all the rights, all my rights are being taken away and all this is happening and all that's happening and this and that and that and all the things that were going on in the news. And, and Daniel says, so, so this is actually happening to you. Like you had this happen. Well, no, not me personally. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then, okay, but this thing over here, that happened to you? Well, no, that didn't happen to me either. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, all right, so then you're being forced to do this? Well, no, I mean, none of that's actually happened yet, or but it could, you know, and it was like, they just weren't getting it that they were creating a reality that wasn't actually even real. See that? Oh, I, again, I just got goosies when you just said that because... I think that our society, well, humans in general, you know, are really, we are not born to understand that, right. but, you know, we're here to maybe wake up to that reality that yeah. we create our reality. Well, we're taught, you know, we're taught at an early age to trust the, the priests and the doctors and the government and the, all these people that are put in these higher positions. And we do because we we were told to. Right. Well, and okay, so there's a question that just came in of, but who decides what is real? Exactly. Yes. And if you think about that, every construct we have was created by a person. Mm -hmm. So why do we need to follow that person's idea of the way it should be? Why yeah. can't we have our own idea? And that's really been sinking in. Um, through these transmissions and through all of that, it's like that probably I had a nice aha moment about two years ago around that, like, okay, but that, that thing that you're believing in was created by a person just like you that had an idea and put it into place. And now everyone's being told that they have to follow that idea. Yes. Oh, that just came up for me this past week in a really big way. So um, I have a PhD in evolutionary biology and very mainstream academic upbringing, you know, University of Chicago Field Museum of Natural History. And one of the things that I, that a lot of us had a hard time with are, okay, the missing links between the transitional um, species between whether it's a human evolution or it's a fish or, you know, whatever it is. And so this guy, I was reading his book, he's a physical anthropologist that was trained very tradi traditionally as well, but since left that and understands this um, kind of ET intervention on throughout Earth's history, which I fully understand as well. Yeah. But what he was talking about was even with science in terms of how grant money is given out, is that the Dar Darwinian evolutionary theory is so taken as fact in science that if you were outside of that at all, you will not receive the grant money. And that was, wow. but yes, there are parts of gradualism and Darwinian evolution that could be true, but it's not all true. Like there are so many different. I don't things. think there's any absolutes. Right. No? Yes. Yeah. But that's a paradigm that now it's pervasive throughout academia and getting grant money, being able to do research. So again, the people that are trying to be outside of the box are giving money. To yeah. But we're changing that reality right now as a collective, as we think about, isn't it just beautiful how all of that's opened up now to the rest of the world? 
Let's all keep that thought. And that yeah. would be the focused intention that we were talking about earlier. See full circle stuff here. So if that's the reality we want, then we put our focus on that and, and we change it. Yes. We, as a collective, we've got to understand how important our thoughts are with how we're talking about things, how we're, I mean, I'm guilty as, as charged too, because I'll sit there and my own kids is starting to call me out now. I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, mom, now remember you want to think positive about this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. You know, cause we're in the, we're in this world too. We're going to, you know, not every day is going to be a perfect day yet. See, even that's a thought. Right a construct that I can tear down. Yes. Every day is a perfect day, no yes. matter what's happening in it. And, um, you know, they're, they're there to keep, keep me on course. And now they're starting to step into those roles. I love it. But yeah, let's keep our intentions in these bliss and joy. And yeah, won't it be amazing when they open that door up and then more and more people can explore some other ideas. And I mean, look at what people do physically now like weightlifting and like jumping over cross buildings and climbing skyscrapers with no fear and all these things that would never, you know, things that you see now that it's like physical things that you would never think are possible mm -hmm. or doing because they believe they can. Yes. And that's going to keep happening until we're all flying and hovering and doing all the things that we never thought were possible. So, you know, as we keep evolving, that's good. So the recent message, I'm just curious what kind of messages have been coming through either Daniel or your other groups for, for your people that might be of service to people listening and watching this. I'm trying to think. I just did a show with Jason. So Jason's a, a guy that I met in that level two class where all this started happening for me. Um, he gets on a, on YouTube videos with me and, and asks questions. Um, I'm trying to think of what we were talking about in the last one, because we like to look at, you know, future pacing things and how are things coming along. Uh, we are further along than people think we are. And one of the things that, um, that kind of came up, and I'm still trying to wrap my mind around all, all of the information that's been kind of coming in with this, but you know, we're, we're focusing on to like Dolores Cannon's three waves of volunteers or, you know, that concept. But what they're showing is that we have been as light workers, we have come in multiple lifetimes to set the stage for this one to bring it to fruition. So we've actually had other lifetimes. So a lot of people will remember time with Jesus. Um, and remember, this is all happening right now. So we came in in multiple lives at the same time, not just this one. Right. And so we came in multiple lives over a period or a construct of time so that we could have this segue into the new age and, and bringing in this new vibration. So it is going um, like we'll be sitting here going, where's 5D? I thought it was supposed to be here by now. What's happening? Where's it at? And it's like, we are in it and we are experiencing it. We're bouncing back and forth from it. Um, you know, one toe on this side, one toe on that side kind of a thing. And again, it's, it is an individual journey, but if you're asking that question, you're start paying attention to what are you putting your focus on? Because if you are focusing on where is it, then you're not going to experience it. But if you're focusing on the, I have access to that now, yeah. And you're going to start stepping into that energy where you start feeling this, what we're talking about, you know, and creating and manifesting and, and start playing in that, that playground, you know, mm -hmm. everything's a playground. Think of it like that. Or, you know, why not try and manifest this and that have fun with it. And that's, right. that's what people forget too, is like growing up Catholic. What do we do? Pray, 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 you know, and, and, we're not even really taught how to do that correctly as I evolve and understand that, oh, when we're, my son, I love him so much because you were talking about things going on with your mom. Well, my mom had pneumonia and she was in the hospital. And so, of course, we were uh, praying around that. And um, 
my son goes, well, I don't, he's 25. He goes, I don't really, you know, I don't really believe in like prayers and stuff like that, but I did make a list of requests for the universe and he read them off and every one of them happened. Wow. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. But yeah, so we're talking to, we need to talk to these energies that be, which is our higher self and our source and creation and these benevolent helpers that we have and just have conversations with them. Because, you know, when, when I was growing up, it almost felt like we're begging for something. Mm -hmm. Please help this and please help that. And, and that's not the relationship um, that puts us in a lack or a frequency that says it's not happening. Yes. And, um, you know, we get in desperation, but we become the energetic match to the healing, to the request, to the thing we're putting out there. Okay. Um, this is what I want. I want a parking spot in front of the building today. You know, boom, there it is. It's like something simple like that. And then it's like, okay, now I want that house or I want this manifestation to happen. I want to raise up my work. I want to, you know, start putting it in. And I had that happen when I quit my day job to do this job, mm -hmm. to do this full time. And it was my beautiful sister came up to me one day and she, and I'm just in a boohoo, poor Tracy victim, victim mode. Right. And she's like, when are you going to quit that job? You hate it. And I said, I can't quit the job. And she goes, well, let me ask that differently. What would you need in order to quit the job and do what you want to do? Mm -hmm. And I thought, boy, nobody's asked me that before. So I've never actually thought about that. So I'm asking all of you, what do you need to put the thing you want to do in place? Okay. Because then I had to think about it. And I was like, well, this needs to happen. That needs to happen. This needs to happen. There was three things. And probably within two weeks, all three things happened. And I quit my job. Because yes. the universe finally said, thank you. Now we know we're going to make you comfortable to do the thing that you've been wanting to do. And of course, they kept making that job more and more uncomfortable and miserable <laughs> until I finally was just like, I'm ready to leave. But, you know, I it was my security blanket. It was a guaranteed paycheck. And it was like, it was a scary jump. But yeah. um, everything I needed was in place. And part of that was the reducing of my bills. And that happened. And it was like, oh, okay. You can't knock me over the head hard enough. I'm out. <laughs> so. I I love that because there are things that people experience, whether it's in their jobs or with their health, that they are getting messages like, oh, I need to do something different with my life. Yeah. And they just keep ignoring. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we, you know, we, we get into the fear. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, I, I was still a single mom, but single mom, no, no second income, no backup income. Yeah. Um, and it's like, if I walk away from a guaranteed paycheck, what's going to happen? You know, and so it was a scary move for me, but they said, okay, well, we'll just keep making you more and more miserable. So they brought in this other gal that had only just been there a couple of weeks and she was getting paid more than me. She had more vacation time than me and they gave her health insurance, which they weren't giving me health insurance. And she got holidays and, um, and you know, just like everything was over the top more than me. And I had been there for nine years. Wow. And it's like, well, that's a message. It is. And so I said, can I have what she's having? I said, I've been here for nine years and you guys are giving her more. Oh, well, she works in a different department. And I was like, so can you, you know, they were justifying it as far as who, where she's getting her payroll from, even though we're all in the same office. And I said, well, can you put me on that payroll then so I can have health insurance? Oh, no, it doesn't work like that. You know, it's like, and they said, this is the other thing. I was like, well, how come she gets to start off at this wage? and you guys aren't giving me a raise. And they're like, well, she has two kids at home. Well, she also had a husband and he had a job and I had three kids at home and no other income. And no, you know, it was just like, how are you trying to justify that to me? It's like, I right. have two kids at home and I'm the only one paying the bills. And, you know, it's like, yeah, it just was going round and round and they weren't going to budge. And it was like, okay, well, thank you. Thank you for helping me out the door. So. Well, and how interesting that they would actually use that as criteria for like what they're going to pay. Yeah. 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 With, yeah. Um, yeah. And I've been in many situations where I've stayed 
past the prime of maybe when I should, because out of fear, out of security, you know, safety. But when I have taken the, I guess, the leap into the next thing, then it's always worked out even better than I could have imagined. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it really is. Um, that was probably a year before the Daniel stuff came in. So I had a year where I was, you know, trying to build everything up. And then I was like, okay, I got to get my level two uh, training in. And I had to take a leap of faith with that too. Yeah. And I think it was that leap of faith. And here's another thing we have to understand. The universe can't, they got to match us where we're at. And so if I'm sitting here, so I was literally going, well, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. If it's meant to be, it's going to happen. And I had a friend say, do you want to go to that training? I said, yeah. And she goes, then what's all this? Just if you want to go, then you need to do everything in your power to go. And I was like, oh, that is a different energy. And so I looked at that and I was like, no, you're, you're right. I want to go to this training. I've tried this was my fourth attempt to go. And, and so then I was like, okay, so this was such a lesson, right? Mm -hmm. Like all these other times I'm so passive with my energy. If it's meant to be, if it's meant to be, well, sometimes we got to take charge and be like, let's get some certainty. I want to go to that. So yeah. I'm, so I booked the hotel um, and they would let me book it without paying till I got there. So I reserved my hotel. Mm -hmm. I, I reserved the class with Julia um, and then all of a sudden flights that were not available on, uh, airline miles, all of a sudden became available on airline miles. It was fascinating. <laughs> so I was like my flight, I booked my flight. And, um, all I needed at that point was the money to pay the hotel and some spending money. Right. And I had the kids taken care of everything started falling into place. Once I made the decision of you're right, I do want to go. And even if I have to drive my car there and sleep in my car, I'm going. And then all of a sudden everything started the day before I flew out, the money came in to pay for the hotel. That's how close it got. Wow. Like I knew, I knew I could probably borrow that from somebody if I had to just to get myself there, but I didn't have to do that. And it was so nice. Like I wasn't asking anyone until, until I absolutely had to, because I knew that this money potentially was going to land and it did. Yeah. So I love that. I yeah. love because I have experiences like that too, where you know, I wanted something. And so all I did was I just took that first step and just was like, I don't know where it's coming from, but it's going to come. And, yeah. but I took the first thing to make it happen. And then it just, yeah. And then they're going to, then they're going to go, okay, these ladies, they figured this part out. Now let's see if we can get them to really love themselves. Yeah. So here I am going on these trips now, right? We talked about that. Now I get to go on these trips. So Oh, look at this economy flight or that. Oh, well, I don't like having that many layovers, but that flight's cheaper. Bing. Wait, what flight do you want to be on? Yes. Oh, I want to be on that flight. Then get that one. Mm -hmm. Oh, but that one's like $200 more and you're worth it. Oh, okay. Like these conversations are going on in my head and then I'll book that flight and all the money comes in. This is fine. Yes. And it's like, okay. So um, one of the trips I had to Kauai I, um, I flew on a certain airline that I got the economy seats and um, it was really interesting because they brought me through a regimen of things with that economy flight where I didn't know what seat I had. And, you know, and during COVID, they were canceling a lot of flights. So it was like, please let me know what seat I have. So when I check in, then I would be able to pick my, my seat. And they're like, yeah, you won't get a seat till you get there. And all this stuff was happening. And um, I asked later, like I even, the seat I got didn't have a window. Like it was all the things. And it was like, we're getting you there, but we're going to make this a real <laughs> challenge for you. But you'll get there. And the trip was amazing. And then the flight home, same kind of thing. It was kind of like, okay, what's with the flights? So, you know, I get home and I'm like, what was that about? Mm -hmm. And they said, you ready to upgrade to a better seat? Oh. Can you, can you, we're trying to get you to quit with the poverty mindset, mm. economy seats and treat yourself better. You deserve yeah. better seats. So the next flight I took, it was only to Idaho, which is 
just the next state over. But I was like, first class. And I did it, it but it was, you know, it was easy to do first class on an hour and a half flight. Yeah. But um, it was still, you know, it was like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Okay. So we all need to understand that, that, you know, we deserve to have better seats. We deserve to, you know, spend a little bit more here or there. Go get our nails done. Go get our hair done. Go do the things. Get a massage. Treat yourself. And as moms, you know, we tend to put ourselves last. I know I did for a lot of years. And now um, I've just manifested the best uh, beautician. And I go get my nails done. Not these because I beat them up. But the toes are. Yeah. Same. Yeah. We got to have we got to have the sexy toes, though. So, you know. Well, especially in Hawaii. Yeah. Slippers every day. You definitely have to. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, you know, it's about treating ourselves right as well. You know, it's like I used to go to the store and I'd get something for everybody in my house but me. And then I'd come home and I'd have fun giving that to everybody. But then they would all run off and I'd feel bad because I'm like, well, now I don't have anything. And it was kind of that martyr thing growing up. It's like always give to everybody else. Oh, last cookie, let them have it. It's like, how come they don't have to ever be the marker and I get the cookie? Or why don't we just cut the cookie in half? You know, and it's like, why do we always have to forfeit our spot in line and all the things? And so learning to receive was huge for me because it was so ingrained that you're always the giver. And I know a lot of us, a lot yeah. of us have had many lifetimes like that. Yes. So, yeah. Well, we are running out of time. So real quick, um, I just want to know if you have any other final words or wisdom that you want to share either from yourself, from your sessions, from Daniel, anyone, and then let us let people know how to find you. Pearls of wisdom. Like the whole show has been a pearl of wisdom. Go rewatch everything us, us girls chatted about. No. <laughs> um, it really is a mindset. What's going on up here? What is your focus on? That's what you're creating. So get your focus on the things you want or, you know, like if you're looking for a house, go to the, the places you would go to look for houses. I go on Zillow all the time and like, okay, I have this idea in my head. I'm going to do this. So, you know, go to the play in that arena for a while as if it's already happened. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, Watch the mind, watch the thoughts. It's the most powerful tool you have. You're going to manifest and create from there. And you can find me at tracymahan.com um, or at qhhtofficial.com. If you're interested in QHHT, that is in person only, just to clarify. It's about a five hour session. So it's in person only. And I'm in Oregon. So it's a beautiful place to visit this time of year. It is. <laughs> it is. I was just in Olympia, Washington, just up until a week ago so yeah and she didn't even come visit no well I told you what I was doing I yeah had, you know, no time no time next time next time I will come like give you a big hug in person right yeah. I just I and well and again your ascension sessions you can do over zoom so if you are not in Oregon can't travel to Oregon you can also get and like I have a one hour you can do with Daniel where you could it's 15 minutes of us talking 45 minutes where I channel and you can ask questions and get information or a two hour session where you go on a journey yeah. and get some healing work done so and I just again I just want to say how transformative it was for me to do the ascension session and because even I mean even though we help other people we also need to help on help ourselves absolutely <laughs> like, yeah. and sometimes it takes an external person to really help get in there <laughs> i call it that slingshot moment we all need that yeah. pull back and let us go but yeah and and again the work you're doing i've been watching you on facebook and following social media it's beautiful stuff uh you have a class coming up don't you why I've been teaching regular classes each week. We're focusing on a different group. So this week we're doing the hybrids. Nice. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm such a host myself. How do people find that? 
<laughs> um, so all of my, and the sessions, they are recorded. So if you missed any of the sessions with any of the groups that you're interested in, you can always watch the replay for those. So that's on my website at mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. And there are 12 groups that are available. Um, and so the hybrids is just so cool. one of them. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Well, thank you for having me on your show. And it's always fun. It goes so fast. It does. Well, I know. And I look forward, maybe again, soon we'll have you on again and play and maybe channel. Absolutely. And wouldn't it be fun if we both went into a channel and just had a conversation with each other that way? We could set that up. Yeah. Okay. All right, everybody. Thank you. Everyone watching, listening, thank you so much. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha.